Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. I am super excited to have a very special guest here with us today, and she has a fantastic story. It's super interesting, and uh, it's very unique as well, and I love how she's taken her experience and is now using it to give back in a positive way and to really create a difference in the world. Her name is Diane Halfman. She was an undercover cop for the San Diego Police Department, where she experienced a unique perspective of life behind the scenes. She took her years of experience to pioneer the creation of her own company called Spa Life, which stands for Seek power always as the host of the live your spa life podcast and as the as the reset specialist diane halfman travels the country speaking consulting conducting workshops that are dedicated to helping overwhelmed women entrepreneurs and corporate leaders move from a life of emergency to a life of emergence and you can find more about her at her website and there's also a free gift that she's offering to everyone so i highly recommend you go there and grab your free resource and this guide it's at dianehalfman.com slash crisis so if you go to dianehalfman.com slash crisis you can grab that and uh it's a free resource, so go get that and see what it's all about. And also, you can connect with her across social media. She's everywhere on social, and you can get those links in the show notes. Diane Halfman, welcome to the program. Mario, thanks so much for having me here. I can't wait to connect with you. It's great to have you. And uh, I mean, your story, let's start there because it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. It's very unique, put it that way. I mean, it's not every day you talk to someone who was an undercover police officer, first of all, but also doing the type of undercover work that you were doing. So I'll just throw it to you because I think it's, I, I, I loved your story and I'd love for you to tell it to everyone listening. Yeah, thanks. I mean, you know, it's one of those things when you're undercover, it's it's like, what part do you share? What part do you don't? And, you know, now being on the other end of it, it's great to be able to share it. Uh, but I, would, I was on both sides of it, right? So I did wear a uniform. I had a patrol car. I was answering 911. It was like one crisis after another, which is why I really was able to build up that, that crisis expert status because that's what we had to deal with is making those quick, quick decisions. And then when I first had come on, there was a series of uh, serial killers that were targeting prostitutes. And so I went into cover as a prostitute to lure in this uh, serial killer uh, not only just for that particular case, but for what 
prostitution brings. There is so much other crime that's associated that the more people that we arrest uh, in that, we get to tie them to a time, a place, and other crimes that are happening in the area. Um, what was so kind of unique about that too was that, you know, I grew up 12 years of Catholic school. I had no idea what was going on in the street. So being a police officer was such a rude awakening of learning what things were happening, you know, behind the scenes. And when I worked undercover, I didn't have my bulletproof vest or my gun or my radio. I mean, literally I was out there, you know, wearing not much of anything, relying on my detectives to watch for me and to help make sure that we had good communication, good signals, be able to have awareness of what was going on around me. So I started realizing that what I learned being on the street and having that situational awareness and being able to make very quick life, you know, rendering decisions really became a tool that was so helpful for my entrepreneurs and, and my clients who are leaders to use those same skill set. Well, I want to talk about making quick decisions here in a minute, but before we get into that, I have to ask, you know, when I think about what you did and what, you know, what your job was, being an undercover prostitute sounds frightening first and foremost. Like, I, I guess it could be a rush too if you're an adrenaline junkie, but it sounds very dangerous and it sounds kind of scary. But on the flip side, to be an undercover prostitute who's looking actively looking for a serial killer, like, does anything scare you anymore? <laughs> you know, it does put it in perspective because I look at the things that people are fearful for in the world and I'm like, why does that frighten you? Like, why is that even a thing for you? Uh, and I think that when we do extreme things in our life, and I think that's why some people jump out of planes or they bungee jump or they do some of these extreme things to challenge what is their relationship to fear. And so, you know, as an entrepreneur, that's fearful in and of itself because there's a lot of unknowns. You're, you're hustling for your business. You're like trying to, you know, give your best stuff to people and, and help them in their lives. And when you have things in your life that scare you that, and you've actually are able to walk through that. I mean, some people do firewalks. Like, it's like, what are the things that you can put in front of you to have that happen? I mean, I can remember times two in the morning, especially when I was working, you know, either undercover or in patrol walking down dark alleys. It's, you know, you don't know who's going to pop out. You don't know what's going to happen in that adrenaline pumping. You really have to win the, you know, and master the, the mindset aspect of that. You trust your training. You trust your instincts. You trust that whatever you're going to do, you're going to make the best decision that you can. So, you know, fear is relative. Does the training, does it really prepare you for something like that though? Because I know like when I was, I was a chef, right? Different example, but I went to culinary school and I actually went to school while I worked, but really the school was for, you know, it was a great school that I went to and it gave me opportunity, but really I learned everything on the job. I mean, I guess, you know, it kind of crosses over a bit, but there's a lot of people that can just go to work. Like I know in your field, you couldn't do that, but does your did your training give you all of the assets where you said you have to trust your training? Could you really 100% trust your training at that point? You know, you have to because you can't really when you have to make a decision in like 3 seconds. It's not like you can go, well, let's weigh the pros and cons. Let's see, you know, what's the best decision to make. You really have to make instinctual decisions. And so training is, you know, yeah, knowing the law, it's being able to, you know, train your body so that you can move quickly, you know, to know all these different aspects. Those are the training things. So I look at those are the knowledge aspects. Those are the building blocks that you refer to when you're under stress and you can't think. So when you are in a stressful situation, you can't go to logical thinking. It becomes survival of the fittest at that point. So you are relying on that 
And when you can rely on that training, then when things are thrown at you, you can make those decisions quicker and you can move through it faster. So it's a combination of the two where you have to have that foundational training of if this happens, then I'll do this. So all the what if kind of things. And I actually did that for a lot of years. Even after I retired, I'd be driving down the road and I'm like, okay, if somebody, you know, pulled out a gun in front of me or moved their car this way, I would jump out here and I would run this way. <laughs> and you, you run through these scenarios or in a restaurant, it's like, okay, where are the exits? How many people are in the room? Like, what are you going to do in those situations? So when you pre-think, you know, generalities, when you're in the specifics, you have a foundation to start. That, I like the way you explained it. That kind of reminds me of when I used to play baseball. And I played baseball my whole life. And I remember like situational play when you would practice those certain situations. There wasn't the same feel of like the butterflies or the urgency or like the adrenaline during practice. But when you're in the game and you look around and you see the situation, you can say, okay, if the ball's hit over here, then I'm going to cover here. If the ball's hit here, then I have to go get the cutoff and go over here. So you run through all those scenarios in your mind. That way, when the pitch is thrown, you're not thinking, you're just reacting. Yes, and that's so a perfect I, example. Yeah, I love that. And I want to ask you too, so as an entrepreneur who's out there you know, having to make quick decisions, building a business, doing those types of things. What's some things you can do as an entrepreneur to help set you up to make those instinctual quick decisions? Great question, Mario, because a lot of times people think when things come at them, they have to think through all the different possibilities and what is going to happen and all of that. I will say that you start with what are your fundamental values? Like what is important to you? What When you talk about where... What do you want your business to provide? How do you want to serve someone? What does that actually look like? You have to have that foundation of what do you stand for? Like, what does that actually look like so that you have something to weigh those decisions against, right? So if you say something like, you know, I... Um, you know, I value God, like God is like, you know, a, an important thing in my life, but yet you don't have any type of uh, time that you either pray or meditate, or you don't, you know, have that internal resource that you have within you, then you, it, it's kind of like a, it's a flat resource, right? It's not actually, you're not living that value of what it is. People say that with family as well. Like, you know, you value family, but yet, you know, you're working all the time and you're not actually spending time with your kids or with your you know spouse or your significant other that you want to spend that time with. So when you actually know what your values are, then when you're making decisions, you're like, okay, I'm making a decision where I want to grow my business, but I also want to grow my relationships because too many times, people will, you know, build their business and be focused, but they end up divorced or they end up sick or they have all these other things that happen that aren't part of the package of what they want to do. So when you have the totality of what's truly important to you, like what's real success, right? There's the financial part of it, but there's also what do you want your life to look like? And when you know those values, you can make much faster decisions because you know what you're weighing them against because you know what's important to you. I love that you put it that way because that's one of the things, you know, that I learned the hard way building my business. And one of the things that when I work with clients, that's something in the, in the strategy phase that we look at very closely. I think there's three very important questions every entrepreneur needs to answer. And it's number one, it's pretty straightforward. What problem do I solve? I think every entrepreneur needs to know what problem they solve with their business. Number two, it's who do you solve it for? Who has that problem that needs to have it? But the third one, I think that most people, I think a lot of entrepreneurs will say, okay, I know what I solve, who I solve it for. Now I'm just going to go crazy and do that. And then they get into marketing and tactics and all those things. But I think there's a third question that's super important. 
And that question is, when I'm solving that problem for those people at scale, what do I want the experience of my life to look and feel like? Yeah. And I think that once you answer that question, it kind of has gives you the roadmap of how to do it. Right. Right. Well, you know, I had, uh, you know, a friend of mine, a, a peer who was talking that there was that light bulb moment for her where her business was like skyrocketing and she was doing amazing things. And, you know, she had this family dinner and she had to step out to take this call. And she was, you know, doing this business call. It was late at night and she looked in the window and saw her family and they were having dinner and they were laughing and they were getting ready to play games. And they, she said like, my life that is important to me is happening over here and I'm never part of it because I'm so absorbed in what's happening with my business. Is that really successful? Now we know as entrepreneurs, you're going to have some of those nights, right? I mean, you're going to have those, you know, you're, you got to make a goal and, and you're doing certain things, but is that your every night? Is that all of your experience? Because at the end of the day, it's like, what is that experience that you want to have? That's such an important question to have. And you're right. So many people don't ask themselves that question because they think, oh, well, as soon as, right? It's the as soon as, as soon as I get this amount of money, as soon as I get my kid through college, as soon as I do that, then I'm going to live my life. Well, one of the things we learned, you know, really quickly in the police department was that, you know, people who weren't taking care of their health, they would retire and they'd die within two years, right? Or they'd have so much stress. And finally, when they slowed down, they weren't in the health to do the things that they wanted to do. And so you have to live life along the way as part of that journey, because we don't know how long we have. That's a, that's a great point. That's something really, you know, to think about and to have, you know, you don't know how long you have. You have to live every day like it's what, like it's your last, whether it is. And I, we, human beings, we live like we're going to live forever, but, you know, it, we don't. So uh, we don't consider that that at the end of the day, we always think we can do it tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Right. One of these days, tomorrow is not going to be there. So it's something to, it's, it, it's a little grim, but it's something that can kind of, help you live in the moment and do the things you want to do before the time runs out to actually do them and to focus on what's important in those values that you talked about. So Diane, thank you so much for being here. I love this conversation. I can't wait to bring you back on the next episode because there's so much more for us to talk about. I want to remind everyone that they can grab a free resource that you're offering and find you at dianehalfman.com slash crisis. That's where they can go and grab that and connect with you and across all social media as well. Thanks so much. And I look forward to speaking with you on the next show. My pleasure, Mario. Hey everyone, I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.